Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Crane. And it's another anniversary extravaganza. Seven years, 350 episodes. Is that too many episodes? Uh, Not enough episodes. The the audience is saying, please end it. We're going to have to do two episodes a week now. Yeah, really doubling down. We're doubling down. We're doing every day. See if if that makes them stick around Mm -hmm. if we just pump in (laughs) an episode every day. (laughs) <laughs> same stuff every day. It was just the same episode. We'll release it twice, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trick them. Well, for these seven-year anniversaries, mm-hmm. this is um, this is a, yet another one here, and I've entitled each of them. Yes. Um, what is the title of this one? So this one mm-hmm. is Legends, Heroes, and Icons here. Oh. And both people... I didn't know we could be guests on our own show. <laughs> Both guests fit all three of those descriptors (laughs) because the two guests that we have here were actually around the same time when they both did the first episode. Okay. And the episodes with the two of them, having them on our podcast was huge for us because Mm -hmm. they're two people that we look up to so much and love so much. And I'll start off with the first person here. Who was episode? She was episode one thirty two. Oh, so wow. pretty like, <laughs> and that was April twenty eighteen. So over yeah. four years ago now. This is her third episode on it. You know her from Royal Canadian Air Force. Most recently, CBC Jam, the Communist Daughter, an amazing web series on there. It's author, comedian, actor, writer. We got Jess Gomes here. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm so grateful for that beautiful intro. And I have to say, Cody, when you first reached out four years ago, uh, I just found you so charming and likable. And also, I just I hadn't improvised in so long. I I have a lot of stage fright around improvising. So this just felt like a happy, fun, safe way to do it. And you guys are amazing hosts. So thank you. Well, well thank you. Thank you so much for coming back too. Yeah, we're and we're um, grateful that we're the ones to bring you back into yeah. the improv fold. And it doesn't matter what <laughs> anyone else says about us. We did that. Inscribe <laughs> <laughs> it on your tombstone one day. I can't wait. I might get it done now. <laughs> and our other guest here today, episode 147. Okay. Once again, four years ago, over four years ago, July 2018. This is his seventh episode on the podcast. Seven. Past the Five Timers Club, the club that uh, Jessica is reaching towards. (laughs) But this is, you know him, the Sean Cullen Show, a show named after him, Corky and the Juice Pigs, most recently an amazing song and dance number on one of the best episodes of the new Kids in the Hall reboot, uh, a great thing that I love so much. This is actor, writer, podcaster, comedian, voice actor extraordinaire, it's Sean Cullen. Okay. I guess that's good. (laughs) I guess that's enough. Thank Uh, you. You really were enthusiastic and I appreciate it. (laughs) A lot of people just say, here it is. Like it or don't. You can't really even look at it. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. What's that smell? It's Sean. <laughs> yeah, that that was my uh, secondary intro. Yeah. Wow. What's that smell? It's Sean Collin. <laughs> well, uh, Sean, it's great to have you back. It's great to have both of you on the uh, the yes. same episode, a, a super episode here, if you will. Now. Hello? <laughs> uh oh sean just got out the furry mic i did just a lot of wind in my house <laughs> that's a hot mic we got right now yeah and, and i mean sexually not just uh, sound wise mm-hmm. <laughs> is it even working i don't even know it is it's very loud <laughs> it? oh well i'll back it off a bit. <laughs> okay there we go Keep it as the loudest and most muffled mic in the room. <laughs> if, I, if you want, I can muffle it more. A little behind the scenes. When we first got Sean on the call, he was the quietest one in the room, but now he's yeah. the loudest one. He's compensating yeah. or overcompensating. And that's your version of the Sean intro. Yeah, that's my version <laughs> yeah. of it. He goes from too quiet to too loud. We can't find the middle ground. And tiny, tiny penis. <laughs> <laughs> the louder you are, the smaller. You are okay. Wow, that that's Do- the Donald Trump. Rule of thumb. <laughs> Donald Trump is the <laughs> loudest man. Yeah, his penis is microscopic. <laughs> but he's got a All huge right. booty, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, he's got a beautiful rounded. Yeah. So you I mean at least he's got one of them. If he didn't have either, then it would be a problem. But you know what? You gotta yeah, give him something. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to them. I'll give it to them. <laughs> and that tr- checks off the Donald Trump portion of the show. Yeah, we have to have our political humor every episode. <laughs> we filled our quota. Uh, so with both of you uh, here, obviously, we're a, uh, a ghost podcast uh, sometimes. And <laughs> obviously, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, obviously, sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I want to get a, uh, a round table here of... Uh, who is a ghost uh, believer because it has been a while. So things could have changed over the time. Yes. So, uh, Jessica, it's been the longest since we've spoke to you. How are you feeling about ghosts? Have you been haunted through the pandemic? Well, I don't think this is a very fun answer, but like the pandemic drove me to start meditating. (laughs) So (laughs) the ghosty feelings I've been having is more like, oh, my gosh, we're all just flecks of energy in this grand spiritual realm and um so nothing nothing really spooky in there but some gentle warm ghost hugs from uh from my spirit to yours oh i think that's very nice and being driven to meditation is great it's better than being driven to drink or divorce like a lot of people were (laughs) yeah so murder or murder yeah murder murder well i and i had i had to pick that one day meditation or murder and i chose i chose uh the safer path yeah that day was brought to you by the letter m (laughs) that's right meditations on murder by marcus aurelius you know what to me prison always looks drafty i could deal with uh, a lot in prison but the Mm -hmm. it just looks drafty i heard the mattresses aren't very good and they don't give you enough blankets so meditation for me those metal toilets too you never have a warm ass oh yeah yeah. You can have a warm ass, but it'll be a cold toilet. <laughs> That's yeah, fair. like I would I would volunteer to be the little spoon in the prison I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes not, she... a, not a ton of little spoons in the prison system. So, so it's, sometimes it's not your choice. 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the other thing I wouldn't like about prison, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I I think it's just not getting the latest books. Right. You know, there you usually get dog-eared, mm-hmm. you know, second editions of uh, right. you know, mass market paperbacks rather than the the hardback versions, you know? Yeah. So that's Do you know what I've that heard that a lot, Sean. I've heard yeah. that a lot of um ex-convicts um is that they they found that the library wasn't substantial absolutely i have to say if prison movies tell you one thing it's that there's always an old guy with a library cart and (laughs) it seems to be an integral part of being in prison so the fact that you can't get the new books i think is a very believable thing to to see yeah and also it's a great place to study law Mm, yes (laughs) according to the movies yep Mm-hmm. I've thought about going to prison law school myself because mm-hmm. I can't afford well, regular law school. Yeah, it's, yeah. Cheaper, it's cheaper than the regular law school. Mm-hmm. It's and like you, o, OSAP, but you you know yeah. you pay it back over 35 years. And right. you could probably get in better shape too. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And you live in residence. You're on the mm-hmm. meal plan automatically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to go to work, which is nice. Oh, you, you might have to do oh, some no. craft. <laughs> Wow. You just find a craft you love and then you never work a day in your life. Well, the thing I do like about prison Mm -hmm. is that it if you were there throughout the pandemic, then your life wouldn't have changed whatsoever. (laughs) That's a very optimistic way of looking at it. Although I think (laughs) prisons were horrible over the pandemic and they became like breeding grounds for infection. (laughs) No. Okay. Yeah. No, No, I'm wrong. They didn't change (laughs) a thing. We got to ask Sean. Sean, yeah. do you believe in ghosts? Did you, anything change over the last time since we've talked to you? I have seen no evidence of ghostly behavior. Uh, you know, I would like to believe that there's some kind of uh, otherworldly afterlife or a resonation mm-hmm. or resonance uh, of our physical existence in a in the in the uh, other world. Uh, but I don't. I have yet to see anything personally uh, that uh, makes me believe in ghosts. So, no, I don't. So, but the mind, sorry, the mind's a crazy thing. I think it can trick us into seeing a lot of different things. And when we're under stress and things like that, or we're having like sleep paralysis or whatever it may be, our minds are working, but our bodies say are frozen. We can tend to say, oh, this is a crazy ghostly experience but mm-hmm. i don't believe it is mm-hmm. i saw a lady once light her fart on fire that's and is that's, that a good? well it's kind of ghost murder that's uh, <laughs> the ghost well, of last night's dinner that's it food uh, farts are food ghosts yeah. that's what it they are ethereal experience i'm sure mm-hmm. were you on the uh the subway at the time when this happened or uh no no um at a uh friend's home oh okay yeah a friend's home like a dinner party then yeah (laughs) an intimate uh but classy dinner party (laughs) bring out the chardonnay tracy's gonna light our farts on fire (laughs) (laughs) would be someone named tracy <laughs> that would be an interesting party, though. I mean, I, I don't think I'd be mad about it happening. I'd be confused. Mm-hmm. 
but it would at least be better than some stuffy party where you're talking about, I don't know, gardens. Real estate prices or yeah, yeah. real estate. Yeah. Yeah. Or schools or, uh, you know, nursery schools. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know if you've ever seen it done, obviously. Uh, Jessica has, but it's really not like a blast of flame. It's kind of like a, a, a sort of dance of flames up and down the the seam, ass seam of your jeans. And I, I find it very uh, anticlimactic. You'd expect more, right? I think it depends on the pressure or, you know, the, the tightness of the sphincter at the time, you know? Well, if you can articulate yourself. That's what I mean. Because if you can make it like a tight, like jet stream coming out, it's going to be a little more streamlined. But if you have it a little low, low and loose, it's going to do that dancing flame work, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's skill it's in an art. art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which rhymes with fart. <laughs> 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 We're, uh, it's just flame art fart. I guess it's fartistic <laughs> i guess that's the real question uh jessica were you uh underwhelmed or overwhelmed or <laughs> i want to know why this why you were there then this happened uh in all seriousness i just it was something a friend did and uh former friend i do well well let's just say still a friend but i didn't know <laughs> I didn't know what to say after that's all. I right. just wasn't sure if the, if I was meant to laugh cause I laughed and that seemed to be the wrong reaction for them. So. What was, what did he expect? <laughs> Applause or a. I, I don't know. I don't know what she wanted. Um, I, I might reach out. I might reach out. And ask. Uh, yeah. I don't know what else you would expect. Like you would have to expect laughter. Like that's such a ridiculous thing to do. You would have to, you know what, her. unless she has a side gig as a professional magician True. a magician of the body or yeah or even like a performing artist or a performing fartist That's right true. a performing fartist and uh may, so maybe it was meant to uh invoke awe and right. oh That's well i um, wonder if you can diagnose some um, illnesses by the color of the flame of the flame Everything yeah, you, you know, everything is uh, holistic. So yeah, you don't a want look. a green flame. I no. bet. No, no. What would a purple flame be? Oh my God! When did the diabetes set in? <laughs> <laughs> is it adult onset? Yeah. Anyway, I, I think that would be the reaction they would want. Uh, right. Less than laughter is a diagnosis of I diabetes. Mean, I feel like I would be very uncomfortable if I went to a doctor and he was lighting my farts on the fire, but I would okay. also be very impressed. <laughs> yeah, is this covered by OHIP? Are you sure? Uh, I'm going to analyze this, um, but expect bad news. Well, I wonder, would you have to like fart on command or would you have to like fart in one of those little sample jars and then they take it to the lab and set it on fire? I think what they do is have a very, uh, well, like a camera, a very- uh, Oh, like a high speed- High speed detailed camera, like a 4D. And then they would capture it, then rewind it and look at it, Mm -hmm. you know, and then do a spectral spectral analysis of it through the colors. And then tell you, uh, you have uh, pancreatic uh, cancer. Wow. Well, I bet you could get the whole kind of 
Ghostbusters team out with one of their little monitors. And yeah. Figure out. Well, you wonder if there's one of those little fart traps that they step on with their foot and sucks everybody's farts down into a box. <laughs> I could use one in my house, please. Yes. And if you accidentally open the containment system, it's like a nuclear bomb. Oh, Lord. Well, oh. so we have uh, we have a trailer, an RV, and uh, let me tell you, sometimes uh, when you're clearing out the old septic, that ah, right. uh, it has that effect to it. I Perhaps bet you. I'm so comfortable with this conversation. I bet you'd really <laughs> spend a lot of time in the septic area, Jessica. You seem to be like one who said, "Let me take care of this." Yeah. Let, Let me, me just siphon out everyone's turds right now. <laughs> it's my it's my forte. Let's play guess who made this. Ooh. I don't remember eating corn. <laughs> you know that that old story? Heard, was that Phyllis Diller who said No, that? it was uh Carol, Carol Channing. Channing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I heard that story. I love it. She's in a theater and she's um she's rehearsing for Hello Dolly and they have microphones in there scalps there and she goes into the bathroom and the microphone's still on going through the house and then she you hear her say i don't remember eating corn <laughs> it may be apocryphal <laughs> but i think it's pretty good that's why i don't i don't look before i flush mm. don't you don't question <laughs> just it. in case a mic's on you you don't want to see it <laughs> i just give a nod and say goodbye <laughs> you gotta send it off. Uh, well, toodaloo. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well, on that note, we got a story to tell. <laughs> sure do. I feel like we told a story there. That's true. Yeah, well, that was my A material. I kind yeah, of <laughs> people love it. Coming soon to a I nursery was, room near you. It was the F material. Wait. <laughs> When you reach back out to her to ask about the farts, just uh, let her know that it got a, about a half a podcast worth of material. <laughs> well, we'll get another half with the follow-up, I'm sure. Yeah. If we could bring her on, that would be great. We would love a demonstration, actually. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm here all week. <laughs> well, Sean, let us know what uh, you drew from the box. What position are you? Oh, I'm the swing. Yeah, yes. no responsibility in the story. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. Jessica, what did you draw? I also drew the swing. It's almost oh. like you guys uh, Jimmy did a little bit. <laughs> in the table. It feels that way, but really for us at this point, we'd really rather not have the responsibility. Yeah, <laughs> Um, but I do the celebrity. All right. So I go to a random celebrity generator. It's going mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. give me four options and I'll have to appear as one of these celebrities at some point during the story. Um, my options are Raul Wallenberg. Who's that? Um, <laughs> I believe he's the, uh, the architect that uh, helped... Um, save a bunch of Jewish people in World War II. Oh, okay. I remember now, yes. yes, yes. Um, an interesting one for a celebrity generator. Yeah, yeah. fun, full of fun. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely, my mind's racing with all the fun characters I can do with that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got uh, Catherine, Duchess of Cambridge. 
That's good. Who? Catherine, Duchess of Cambridge. Oh, that's good. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, Apropos. Very relevant, yeah. yes. Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. That's Apro Allan And you, everybody knows what he sounded like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just cawed all the time like a raven. And uh, lastly, the person I'm most familiar with, but won't do, uh, Eva Longoria. Oh, yeah. A fun one to end off that <laughs> list of people that really go well together. <laughs> Why mix. are you the most familiar with her? Um, well, the, as a as a human being, I imagine <laughs> that she exists and what she's done in her life. <laughs> yeah, I was alive for uh, yeah. her work. And Cody can't read, so Edgar yeah. Allan Poe is out. I did watch a lot of Desperate Housewives. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. No, you didn't. No, I did. I did. Why? Why would you do that? I was going to ask why. I um, I watched it with my mom when it was coming. Uh, okay. I it's know. like, oh. Parental bonding moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't I, understand. <laughs> well, you see, when a mother and a child want to spend time together, Sean. But no, I don't understand. <laughs> oh. My mother and I used to watch General Hospital. Okay. Because she was a uh, nurse. So she thought it oh. was... A, she would just sit there and go, we wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know, research. Yeah, we wouldn't do that. But there was a really kind of hangdog nurse called Jessie that she really related with, who is just really always miserable and had a face like a shoed boot. <laughs> that was the most relatable one. Yeah, she loved her. Most re- realistic. Long, long suffering. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And uh, that means I drew the narrator. So for that, we're going to go to can I get com for a location, a relationship, or a word. Let's do a relationship zookeeper and a parent. All right. Zookeeper and a parent. Interesting relationship as well. <laughs> I think it's a pretty good one. Yeah. You don't like it? No, I love it. Okay. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> I need your support. And your enthusiasm for this one. I love every suggestion that's given to us. (laughs) You have to. You just have to love them. All right. Let's go. The spooky zookeeper and parrot with um, Edgar Allan Poe, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Spooked. S-P-O-O-K-E-D to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's Day is coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm -hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have a Valentine. You know, and the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, Mm -hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while uh, doing planning and Mm -hmm. and putting things together. That really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety. It, uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. 
Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions? Exactly. Yeah. Just open up your Open uh, it up and get it started right there. Yeah. In bed. Perfect. You can still wear your jammies, just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know? And and it's all uh, online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of like in person and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person and it's more of a connection. No! Do online. Do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com slash spooked to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Today. It was a beautiful day at the zoo. Oh, the sun was shining. The elephants were elephanting. The giraffes were standing tall, looking over into the other enclosures and laughing maniacally. The monkeys were swinging in the trees and the zookeepers were cleaning up the shit after all the big animals, as you do as a zookeeper. But not the one zookeeper down in the bird enclosure. No, he refused to see the big animals. He only liked the little animals, the flying animals, the ones with feathers and wings. You know, I love working in the, in the, in the flying animal enclosure. Uh, I call them birds, but many people call them flying animals, which isn't accurate. I don't think they're a totally different genus of, of, of creature. You know, there's animals, there's birds, there's fish. The group of children that he was leading around the enclosure for the tour were Completely confused, but enraptured with the story that he was telling them. Sometimes I follow around the birds, the big ones. That's a macaw. You see that one? That's a, a beautiful bird. But I can't, I go around, I try and catch their poops in my mouth as they fall. And then I spit them back at the bird just to show them that they don't live without consequences. And that's right. It was the cleanest enclosure in all of the zoo. For not a drop of poo hit the ground in that enclosure. For the zookeeper, he made sure to catch everyone in his mouth and spit it back at the birds. Lucky I don't work for the elephants. <laughs> we cut to the elephant enclosure where uh, where Big Mouth Mike was <laughs> sitting there with a big hangdog look on his face. And he <laughs> Oh, we can oh. cut back to the parrot enclosure. <laughs> wow. I am, ma'am, you can't pull on the birds. <laughs> oh, I, uh, sorry. I, I thought it, it would make it talk. I, I like when a bird talks. Yeah. That, that talking birds. Oh uh, yeah. This one over here, he talks all the time. Sometimes he talks like uh, famous writers Sometimes he imitates uh, famous, you know, uh, television actors, whatever. He's amazing. Come on over. The Raven. <laughs> I don't. Is that who is that supposed to be? I'm I'm not sure, but I'm sure. I think it was uh, Columbo. <laughs> 
What's that guy's name with the weird eye? Peter Falk? Peter Falk. Peter That's Falk. That's him. That is, Peter Falk is great. Oh, the parrot does talk. Yes, he does. Does he want a cracker? No, thank you. Usually he just repeats things, but he actually responded to a question. That was amazing. You must have incredible power over birds. Oh, well, uh, thank you. I, do you know that I, this is going to sound silly, but I had a visit from a bird last night at my window. A visit? A visit, and it, I'm pretty sure it was that bird. And it came and, and told me that I could get a wish if I wanted. But, well, what I really wish for, I'm scared to tell you, it's, it's that my long-lost husband would return. Oh, well, you were, you were scared to tell me. And then you told me right away, which I think is great. I think we have a rapport somehow. I didn't even have to wheedle it out of you. You just said, oh, I'm very scared. Oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> it was good. Uh, you know, these are famous wishing uh, gray parrots uh, from the central Sudan. And they... Uh, I didn't yes. know there even were parrots in Central Sudan, but yeah, well, they're desert parrots that live in the sand. My, yeah, that's how they, yeah, they get their dull color. Okay. Oh my God! Shut up! Shut up! I'm sorry, my mom was calling me. She's always calling me on the phone and saying, "Don't tell anyone about the wishing parrots." Oh. And yet you have. I, I guess I did, because I felt I could trust you somehow, you know, because your husband is probably missing and maybe dead, maybe brutally killed. Maybe his skin was all ripped off by a psychopath. I don't, I mean, I don't want to upset you. Good grief. Hey, shut your mouth. Do you, you know what he... He died in a terrible way, and I suppose that's why I don't like to speak about it. Well, you told me before that he was just missing, and now you were just pretending? You didn't want to hurt my feelings, I imagine. Well, that's what it was. And sometimes the grief affects my memory, but now I I do feel I can trust you. Oh. He died lighting a fart on fire. Oh, my God. He was a magician. It was his final trick in his act. That night at dinner, I told him, don't, don't eat all of that red meat. And he did. Oh, you know, I had an uncle who all he ate was French beans. Oh, that's, that's it. And one day it wasn't even his fault, really. But he was walking by a gentleman who was smoking a pipe and he killed that man. He, he, at that moment, he squeezed out a very intense stream of flatulent air, gas, I don't know what they call it, totally blew fire out into that man, into his lungs. He scarred all of the lung tissue inside that man, and that man suffocated. And my uncle, he is the worst part. He couldn't stop laughing. Oh, 
Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, yes, me, what did I tell you about telling that French bean story about me? <laughs> hey, listen, I didn't know you were hiding in the bushes. Well, yes, who do you think has to swallow the bird shit while you're talking? Oh, thank you for showing up. I wasn't sure if you got my uh, text. You, you know that uncle always cares about you. Oh, that's so nice when you kiss my uh, thighs. <laughs> it's so kind of you, you knowing how smooth they are. <laughs> that's right. Now, don't you go telling more incriminating things about me. Oh, okay. But she, her husband was a magician who set fire to his uh, his flatulent gas and died right in front of her eyes. I do see how this is relatable to me. <laughs> You've killed a number of people. <laughs> yeah. It's not funny. Oh, it's yeah. not funny, Uncle Mary. I think uh, I, I, I think that maybe the wires are crossed here. I, I, I believe that killing you is a little funny. Is it not? Am I the only one here? Oh, I'm so sorry, ma'am. He always laughs when people die. It's very disconcerting, but it's not intentional. Actually, it is intentional, but I wish that uh, you would accept his incredibly bad behavior. And because the parrot was nearby, he heard the wish of the zookeeper. <laughs> I, I do accept. I do accept that, that he's simply using humor to heal. Maybe I can use humor to heal someday. Okay. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Who? Who, who? Oh, it's a, it's a freaking owl. Oh. <laughs> See, you're healing already. You had a huge zit and it's gone. That's it. Let me. Oh, it is gone. Yeah. Your uncle has an incredible, incredible power, and as do you. Oh, my well, goodness. I, I fear that perhaps your talents are wasted in here, gobbling down bird nuggets. Haven't you ever wanted to take your gift of comedy elsewhere? Yes, I have, but that is another sad story which involves the loss of my wife. You've lost someone as well? Yes. Don't you tell them what happened. Don't tell them what happened. You already said enough incriminating things about uncle. Well, it's a long story, but it went something like this. We flash back to the wedding day. A beautiful bride there at the altar with their husband. They're holding hands. And poor old uncle's over there at the side, just holding the ring, ready to hand it off. But we can see we can see something stirring underneath his trousers. And it's not <laughs> what you think it is, but it's a huge flatulence. This is the happiest day of my life. Tell me about it. If only the priest hadn't been smoking that cigar. If only he hadn't have been smoking. Oh, you know, I thought it'd be fun to have a Groucho Marx impersonator marry us. Oh. 
uh, so uh, do you do you take this wife to be your your wife or whatever? Because if you don't, I will. Uh. Oh, oh, he's incorrigible. I do, I do for life. That I was... moment, an ash from the cigar fell down and hit the jet stream of flatulence flying from Uncle's asshole. It hit the bride and lit her up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> Uncle Mary, Uncle Mary, how could you? We cut back, we cut back to the zoo. <laughs> that was a good story. Thank you, Jeremy. You think that was a good story? That was funny to you? Yeah, it was almost as good as the owl joke. Listen. I've taken as much as I can take from you, Uncle Mary. Why are you grabbing me by my lapel? I just want to give you this carnation to wear in your buttonhole, to remember your buttonhole. Thank thank you. I I don't know how to repay you. It's okay. But I wanted to give you this too. A knife in your face! And he stabbed his uncle again and again and again and again. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry you had to see that, ma'am. Oh, I I don't mind. It's just, uh, you know, I I think that children could have used a little warning. Ah, help us! (laughs) Don't worry, kids. I only stab older guys. Oh, okay. That's fine. Talk more about goblin dumps, please. (laughs) Goblin dumps? This isn't some kind of Dungeons and Dragons fun tour, you midget creeps. Oh, wait, you said you only stabbed older men. (laughs) (laughs) Get him. I'm sorry, I said goblin. I meant gobbling. I meant gobbling. Use the G. It's there for you. All right, kids. Now remember the buddy system. Uh, Patrick, where is your buddy? Patrick? Patrick, where is your buddy? I cut him into 17 pieces. Ah, well, well, I guess 17 and then Patrick takes one. So then that's 16 pieces. So we're still buddied up. All right. Everybody on the bus. It's time to go home. Come on. Well, if you don't mind, I I think I might stick around for a little bit. Well, okay. I've got a friend who works over in the elephant enclosure. And uh, maybe you'd want... He does pretty much the same job, only it's much more... It's a lot more heavy lifting, if you know what I mean. Well, it, I, I wouldn't mind going there, but really what I hope is that you have a, a few more of those hysterical jokes of yours <laughs> okay okay <laughs> distracting knock knock who's there george washington george washington who you don't know who george washington is oh, oh that's just a real singer that's a good one <laughs> it implies that i'm super dumb yeah oh, that's a good joke that's, that's what always works because often women are stupid 
<laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, I know. It firsthand, but I, I heard it. Yeah, yeah. Murder! I'm gonna take murder. Oh, I've got to run. <laughs> um, I think uh, that the the parrot is calling the police. <laughs> it's oh. getting weird here. Oh, it is. It's dialing a rotary phone with its little talons. <laughs> You've so reached weird. the Wisconsin Police Department. If you have a problem regarding murder, press 1. If you have a problem regarding meditation, press 2. If you have a problem regarding sanitation, sewage, or flatulence, press 4 now. Four. <laughs> you have selected flatulence. <laughs> and murder! Yeah. <laughs> His claws were too big. They kept pressing the wrong button by mistake. The big curve on them. You have selected flatulence again. Yeah, hello. This is the Wisconsin police. It seems you have a problem with double flatulence plus one murder. We have murder down here. You gotta send help. I'm a parrot, but I do grant wishes. So if you help this zoo, I can give you a wish. <laughs> Well, the only way I can think of of helping the zoo out is to send some good Wisconsin cheese over. Is that what you had in mind? <laughs> that will only make it harder on the flatulence. Oh, gosh, I hadn't put two and two together. Uh, yeah, let me see now. What else could I do for you other than the uh, cheese suggestion I made? Hey, we got uh, we got a truckload of Wisconsin cheese here for you. Where do you want us to put it, eh? Uh, yeah, can you take that cheese and put it over? Uh, we're doing the shipping out of that cheese, and we got some yeah. other cheese shipping in too. So All right, we're we got to move this mix cheese. Up the, the the cheese coming in and the cheese going out. All right, I'll just drop it off at the zoo, like you said before. Hi there, I'm Johnny Cheese Boy, Wisconsin Cheese Mascot. I heard you had a murder. Oh my God, it's Johnny Cheese Boy. You're my biggest, I'm your biggest fan. I, I drive the truck. Oh, it's so great. You bring it all the cheese to everybody all over Wisconsin. We love our mascot oh, here We in love Wisconsin. this guy. Hey, lady, why don't you hang up that phone and we can hang out with Johnny Cheese mascot for a while. Huh? Please send whoever you can. <laughs> what? There's been a murder? Let me get my forensics kit. And so Johnny Cheeseman got his little forensics kit, put on his little Sherlock Holmes hat and picked out his big magnifying glass and marched down to that zoo where he was going to examine the crime scene. Hey, everybody's dead except you, lady. What are you doing here? Well, gosh, I, well, first of all, I have to say I'm a little starstruck. <laughs> oh, no, come on. Everybody oh. loves Johnny Cheese Boy. Oh, Johnny Cheese Boy, I have known you since I was little and I've eaten your cereal. Oh, yeah, cheese-based cereal. Every kid loves it. <laughs> it's delicious, and it maintains a nice crunch, which is uh, unexpected for a cheese-based cereal. Yeah. Uh, listen, the matter at hand is that old uncle, uh, well, he he was killing or being killed. I Listen, there's been a massacre here, and I just, I need some help. 
Okay. Well, let me first say, I am not, well, officially authorized to deal with anything to do with legal uh, entanglements due to murder or any other criminal activity. I'm just involved with promoting cheese. But here's a card you can call Edgar Allan Poe, who's a very good private investigator who might help you out. Oh, my God. My goodness, I okay, I'll get back on this. Uh, let me just get the phone away from that bird and then I'll... I'm surprised yeah. he said he can't deal with legal entanglements because when I called the police, he's the only person they sent. Uh, hey, this is the police. Uh, we've got some reports of uh, cheese mascot doing vigilante justice. Uh, that's not allowed in the state of Wisconsin, so you're gonna have to come with us, Mr. Cheese. Hey, bite you pig okay mr cheese if you insist um whoa whoa that's sharp cheddar yeah you're making me crumble you weirdo he's you're edible yeah you know everybody has their kink have have you been putting little pieces of yourself in in the cereal Yes, I have. Every day I grate myself into the giant cereal vat. What a card I am. That's cheese cannibalism. Yeah, That's well. Disgusting. I guess. This is the FDA. We've heard some reports of a cheese man cheesing in the cereal boxes, and we're coming to take a bite out of this case. Come here, Mr. Cheese. I'm Guilty. Guilty. Jump. Jump. Oh, ow. Ooh. There's... Those were my balls. <laughs> Did I hear that somebody needed Edgar Allan Poe? Uh, yes. Yes, please. Uh, you see, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Cheese is here, and I, I feel that he's hindering the investigation into, into what happened. Uh, listen, I still don't have any further proof of my husband's existence, and all I know is there's been a lot of people murdered here. Well, would it shock you if I was to tell you that all of this could be connected? It, it could? Well, it could. And maybe I can figure out how. Oh, I, I thought that you knew the answer based on how you, how you said that. You would, you would think that, but I speak with great confidence. Uh, it's a part of my charm. But I, I believe that now that I'm looking around and I'm seeing that, I'm hearing flatulence, right? I'm hearing stabbing. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing that your husband died from flatulence. Now, did he get inspired into this trick in any kind of way? Did he see it at a zoo once? Did he see an uncle do a fart that would, that would kill somebody? Well, he told me once that he got involved in the dark arts, but now I realize he, he was really saying the dark farts. And yes, he did mention some uh, old ogrey uncle who, oh my goodness, it's all coming together. Of course, the dark farts, the fifth exhibit in this whole place. Yes. So I think that he was, uh, of course, inspired by this uncle that's farting all over the place, killing people. That has caused stabbings over the years because people are so upset over him killing their family members. Even his own family's upset. And your husband just uh, took it upon himself to uh, 
to uh, try these uh, things that we make a sign here at the zoo that say, don't try this at home. And he did it anyways. He was, he was a copycat killer or at the very least a follower. That's right. It's a whole Zodiac situation. Oh, uh, I happen to own the zoo. Good, good, good. good. Yes, yes, uh, I appreciate all of this. Uh, well, I don't appreciate all of the bad publicity we're getting from the murders and the, uh, the parrots and uh, the women complaining about their dead husbands or lack thereof. I uh, think all of you should uh, probably take this outside uh, and maybe go next door to the uh, uh, Natural History Museum. Oh, well, I, I don't see why not, uh, but I'm on the phone with Edgar Allan Poe, uh, the detective. Oh, uh, I thought he was an author. Well, well, yeah, apparently he just, he does both. He's <laughs> quite a, a man of many talents, but um, do you have an extension cord for the phone so I could stay on the call? Um, all right, here you go. Um uh, Bam, bam. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Please don't fall for this trap. Nothing smells of farts more than the Natural History Museum. If you go there, that whole place will be up in smoke. Are you telling me that the zoo owner is in on this? I, I think that it's entirely possible. All of these farting uh, uh, murders have happened under his watch. Don't you think he would have stopped it at some point in time? We cut to a dark room underneath the bat enclosure, deep underground. There's a huge cavernous room. A huge bowl is lit aflame. Several hooded figures with their bottoms out are farting flames into the fire. One is there on a little wireless receiver, speaking into the earpiece of the zookeeper. Damn it, you need to get out of there. They're on to us. They're on to us. We tried to blow them up in the history museum, but you need to get out of there. Michael, you need to leave now. Run away. Run away. Uh, are you talking to me? Yes, Michael. <laughs> you need to go. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. I'm just going to uh, grab some uh, uh, snacks and but, then but I'll Michael, run. Be so conspicuous. They're going to. I'm sorry. Should I put down the sign that says I murder people? Oh, damn it, Michael. You were the wrong person to send out there. All right. All right. Well, uh, oh, there's no murderers. There's nothing bad happening. I'm just going to eat this sandwich. I'm, no, I'm I'm staging a citizen's arrest. I've been oh. taking assertiveness courses, and this is where they're going to come to fruition. Stop. Oh, oh. oh. Well, I arrest I'm... thee. Did she just tell you to stop? Yes. Damn it. Our one weakness. Yes, we're polite. We're too polite. Man, we're not going to like this, but you might have to stab him too. Listen, I, I don't want to stab him. Then I'm no better than, well, that cannibalistic cheese boy. I promise you that if you stab him here today, after he was polite and stopped when you asked, I will write an incredible poem about this. And I will publish it. And I will put you in the thank yous. Well, everyone claims to be published, but uh, all right. All right. I'll do it. I've, I've got, let me see. I just have a, darn, I have a Sharpie. That's not going to do it. I have a, a, a lipstick. I don't think, a nail file. Here we go. Excuse me. Uh, Michael, is it? Yes. Uh, 
Oh! Ow! I'm writing this down. I'm writing this down. We He's cut to a long time to die. <laughs> It's because I was just doing his thighs. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm gonna get him through the heart this time. Hi, yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, that, that seems to have done it. Still writing. This is good. We cut to uh, two years later at the Grand Poet Awards. Everyone's there in their tuxedos and dresses and everyone's clapping and waiting. They're about to announce Poem of the Year with a special reading by the author. And the award for best poem about a murder goes to Edgar Allan Poe for Strange Lady and her Vigilante Justice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's because of this great story that I was witness to that it got to that this story was published and distributed across prisons everywhere into their libraries. And today I will, I guess, read my poem for the first time publicly. Cold zoo don't know where the shit begins and the blood ends everywhere mouths full. Woman, sad. Dead husband, dead friends, dead uncle, dead family. Thank you for the award. It's really weird that he said thank you for the award at the end of the poem. It's weird that that got published. <laughs> Spooked. <laughs> <laughs> that was a scary wow. story. Well, it was scary. There's a lot of Twists. Yeah, yeah. it's been a twists. while since I've been to the zoo, so I forgot what it was like. How <laughs> scary it could be. No, I haven't been to Wisconsin in ages either. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I had cheese yesterday, though. So did you? Yes, but I, I, I think that um, all uh, Wisconsin zoo goers will really relate to this one, and they'll really understand exactly what we were talking about. Oh yeah, and they're a, they're a big corner of the market. Uh, oh, the zoo market. Well, just uh, in general, I know a lot of advertisers are trying to get the 18 to 34 Wisconsin zoo goers. <laughs> yeah, that's they have uh, money to spend and uh, that's true. time to spare. When Manscaped reached out to us, that was exactly the market they were interested in. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, we know they're a bunch of hairy people and they need to clean up their act. <laughs> that's right. That was fun. I enjoyed that. I hope everyone did. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you both so much for coming on. And uh, let's do a round of plugs. Uh, Jessica, where can everyone follow you? Uh, do you know what? I, during the uh, pandemic, I got more into doing my mental health humor talks. And uh, mm. so that has become actually my full-time gig now I do mental health keynotes and uh so jessicaholmes.com is my website to learn about that amazing beautiful that's wonderful oh Sean where can they follow you well you can get me on Twitter at Mr. Sean Cullen but um I'm I just self-publishing a little book it's called the book of Justin a lost gospel and it's gospel stories uh told from the point of view of a lost saint 
uh, who lived just outside the circle <laughs> of the apostles and told the stories as best he could. So it should be just out, not just in. Then. Just out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that'll be coming out in October. So. Amazing. Yeah. Sean, that's the, incredible. I love the I'll art try. on that too. The, yeah. the character on the front, I can tell it's the same artist that did the yours and Chris Locke's album together too. That's right. Yep. That's right. Oh, There's that's amazing. Justin, he's cute. <laughs> he seems nice. He has no neck, but it's fun. <laughs> amazing. We'll be tweeting all of this out at Spook Podcast as well as go to the sonarnetwork.com. You can see a full profile on both jessica and sean with direct links to the social medias as well as direct links to all of the past episodes that they've done as well go to the sonarshop.com and you'll be able to uh see two different spooked shirts one for if you believe in ghosts or one if you don't believe in ghosts we got a shirt for you mm-hmm. or, or get both if you're not sure yet yeah, yeah if you want to hedge your bets it's right. very expensive if you're on the fence listen for us. you gotta either pick a side or buy both that's the law do you guys think that you could make a third shirt available with Sean's quote that to me was really profound? Mm-hmm. Farts are food ghosts. <laughs> we will have that we, shirt we could probably up on that. the Zoner Network immediately. <laughs> immediately. Yeah. Please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can just have a picture of me with a th- bubble coming out of my mouth <laughs> saying farts are food guts. Yeah. Looking and then behind me, there's one coming up too. Very saying boo. <laughs> <laughs> Spooked. 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 Yeah, she did Spooked. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Thank you.